You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the Iops Podcast. Jack, like, I feel like we're we're in Groundhog Day here where every time we talk, this team is just disappointing. I want to start with you, though, and start with a tweet that you put out earlier today before the debacle of a performance we saw tonight three errors sloppy baseball embarrassing play with a in a incredibly tight playoff race where at the point where the san francisco giants are playing right now and if they win the phillies are out of the playoffs so uh you tweeted this earlier today do the phillies deserve to make the playoffs not really agree 100 percent. is an 18 playoff a joke yes agree 100 percent. here's where we we start to to diverge. Could the Phillies make in the playoffs since save Clentag's job? Probably, but damn it, it's been nine years since they've made the playoffs. Get me to the playoffs this week at Phillies. Here's what I want to ask you to start this podcast. After tonight's performance, are you finally on my side that the playoffs are not worth it? Matt Clentag has to go. No playoffs. I'm out, man. No, I am not. <laughs> They're good. Listen, he's going to be gone regardless. I don't care. Well, that's like, what matters, man. As long uh, fire Matt Clinton. Yeah, I mean, I am obviously very, 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 very on the Matt Clintac needs to be fired ASAP. Uh, and really, I just I, I I can't wait until he's fired. And I know that sounds bad. And I know like. You know, there's a lot of people that were saying that about Gabe, like, oh, I can't wait till he gets fired and all that. And it was like, well, relax. It's a, it's a guy's job. But, like, I legitimately can't wait. Like, Just because when they fire him, I'm finally going to feel like there's some hope back in this organization, which I haven't felt for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I really want the Phillies to make the playoffs. Like, it's important regardless of, of Clentac and whatnot, like just, just get in the playoffs and let's, let's get some big time 
reps here. But, and, but it, I like hold on real quick. I want to push back on that real quick because there's no like, pushing back. I'm there is, right. There is because like first and foremost, this team will be limping into the playoffs. Probably no Reese Hoskins. You know, no Jake Spencer Howard, all that type of stuff. If that matters. Oh, no, no, Jake. They're most likely going to have to pitch Wheeler and Nola this weekend just to make the playoffs. We're talking about, like, Eflin in a bullpen game in one and two. Like, what are we talking about? Like, come on, though. No, what do you mean no? Like, I don't know. Because it wouldn't be Eflin. Because the the series didn't start till Wednesday. It wouldn't be Eflin in a a, a bullpen game. It would be Eflin and whoever starts, you know, Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a bullpen game. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope you're right. Look, I, it's it's regardless. I, I don't know. I, look, what I like to see the, again, this also just feels like a sham of a playoffs and a sham of a season and all that. But would I like to see the Phillies in the play in the playoffs? Of course. But not it. Look, if, if you can tell me that Matt Clintag's gone no matter what. And we'll talk about what Cam Rosenthal had to say at, at some point because because I do have the quote. Uh, there, which implied that, you know, losing the first round of the playoffs probably wouldn't be enough. Um, but I just need him gone, man. It's like you said, like, again, what's the point of any moderate, ultimately meaningless short-term glory or whatever? And again, I do think reps are important, but we're talking about a weird year with like, I don't know. I don't know if those reps are the same as as other years. Regardless, I mean they're not. But like, come on, man. It's it's been it's been so long. I like, can know. I but just... is this even the way you want to make the playoffs? No, like, obviously it's not the way I want to make the playoffs. But it's here. Like it's it's literally know, just man. just Look, win. Get it, just I win get three it. games this week or four games and you're in. Like and uh, you have two and you have two teams that aren't even trying at this Look, point. I can't let myself get invested. That's the problem. You, they win three on, on in a two day span, and you're you're jumping back in, and I can't do that. Like I, this team has broken our hearts all season long. Like, look, I again, I can't watch a game and root against them. So ultimately, like I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs in that way. But I need Matt Clentac gone. Like the future of the franchise is literally in peril. Well, that guy is steering the ship and it's setting us further and further back in the long run, especially when we're in this situation. We're now in the short run. We're not a a great roster. This is not an awesome roster and there's not a lot of help on the way. I mean, I, I hear you, but again, if 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 they had a semblance of a competent bullpen, we're not talking about this because they, they would be definitively in, in the playoffs. Like you can say the roster isn't as good as you think and, Sure, that's fine. But again, if they had a competent bullpen, they're not as bad as you think either. Yeah. Like, like they're 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 disappointing, and when they do the things that they do tonight, it's even more maddening. And when I sit down and watch a Phillies game, it's like getting <laughs> just punched in the face repeatedly over and over and over it's again. It's not but, fun. But I just keep getting back up. You know, it's not about how many I times know. you can get hit. It's about I how many wish, times. I wish the Phillies were as resilient as you are, Jack. Wow, whatever. It should. They're they're the best and the they worst. They should be holding you up as a model there should be a picture of jack fred saying we'll get him tomorrow in the locker room for this so they can see it every day well, and be like jack believes in us you know what guys at least jack believes in us not i mean not when they they play as like <laughs> like did, did 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 anyone tell them that if they win for like do they do, do they think they're in the playoffs already like 
I mean, before the game, they have freaking Girardi and Klentak out there talking about setting the playoff rotation. It's like, hey, how about we get in first before we start worrying about the freaking playoff rotation? Like, and then they come out tonight. It's flat. It's dreadful. Wheeler starts off slow. Like, Roman Quinn gets thrown. And, like, Roman Quinn sucks. Like, I have no interest in Roman Quinn as <laughs> anything other than, than, like, a late-inning weapon. But, like, holy smokes. Like, And it hamstrings your team just as a, a you having well, to use a bench guy. Like, it, yeah. but, you know. Well, it's again, ridiculous. We like, saw what are you late in the game for? with Moniak in left field making, I mean, just a all-time horrendous throw. But it, well, it was I saw you know, enough, not I where saw it's enough, supposed to be, you know? I saw enough horrendous throws on Sunday, so I don't uh, really – the demoniac thing is nothing to me. Uh, I mean, the, tonight tonight was a a really rough performance. Like, well, and it's, I, it's, it, I was somewhat enthused after winning three of four from the Blue Jays, and tonight just sucked it all away. I mean, I don't blame you. It was – it's just like they do it all the time, you know? I mean, they do it all the time. Whenever this is whenever whenever we show any semblance of like, all right, here we go. It's like, oh, well, we're just going to go out and throw out a stinker against a team that doesn't even want to be here anymore. It's just uh, whatever. A team that's done. They're done. It's, the well, are done. and then that's what's so frustrating about that. I think that's the most frustrating part about the Girardi experience. You know, obviously he doesn't have the – the, the horses you would usually want in a major league bullpen or even a triple-A bullpen. Um, but, like, the, the, the still not looking like they give a, a crap about being there, not really grinding out at bats. I mean, I swear, I swear Nappy's the only one that grinds out at Dude, bats on a consistent basis. Uh, so it's basis. funny. We'll, we'll get to, at some point later, I have two good things that I want to talk about, and you may have just talked about one of them. Listen, all he does is put together professional at bats, but I, I, I love the guy. Always have. I've yeah. never said a bad word about nope. him. Nap is my dude. Yeah, well, especially. I mean, you're gonna have to get used to him after. I know, I know, dude. <laughs> How about the fact that JT hasn't played eleven straight games? Like we barely That's, talked about it. Like JT hasn't fine. played in eleven. Uh, we had him for sixty games in the potentially. What's looking like maybe his last season in Philadelphia and 11 straight games he's just out. That's like over a, a sixth of the season. Just like washed away. Uh, they traded Sixto for a year and f- potentially 40-something games, like 45 games, 48 games of JT. Like, are you bleeping kidding me, Jack? I know we don't curse on this podcast, but I thought about it there and I said bleeping for you. But I really want to curse. Like, it sucks. And real quick, you know, we're, we're talking about this. Let, let's just, can I just really quickly, and I know you've heard it, but for the listeners and potentially who has not heard it, the the quote that Matt Klintak gave today when asked about, by Jim Salisbury, had two good questions. This was his follow-up to the first one, asked about job security and a, you know, BS answer, um, you know, kind of uh, deflecting. And then Jim follows up asking if the Sixto, if Sixto success, Sixto's success um, puts more pressure on signing, you know, them signing JT. And Clintax says, look, uh, what I've said all along, we would love to have JT here. But when you make that trade, you're trading for two years of control. And you know that. Sixto looked really good against us. He's looked good this year. But we've had two very 
productive years of JT as well. Jack Fritz, the floor is yours. Oh, well, thank God we got those two years of JT Realmuto. I mean, so oh, it's, it's so worth it. No, but, he, like, I don't know. Everyone was melting down about those quotes. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, that's kind of what I expect a GM to say. You know, I like, what is he supposed to say? Like, man, have you guys seen six, though? Like, you know, I don't know. Like, he's 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 not going to come out and say, oh, man, we have to do everything in our power to reassign JT Romito. Like, it's it's negotiations. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying to hear him say, well, we did get two years of productive JT, and that was worth trading uh, the next Pedro. I, no, again, I know what you're saying, and, like, GMC is fine, but, like, Screw this guy. Okay, well, like, yeah, I say screw him too. But what do you want? What, what, what would what would your answer to that tra- to that question have been? Okay, if I'm Matt Clentag, my answer is that something. Look, I, I don't have the exact wording, but something to the effect of we want JT to be here for a long time. Like I'm focusing more on we want him to be here for a long time. You know, we we plan on making him an offer whatever you want to say in that direction instead of saying well we had two good years well that was fun he's, well he's he's said that a couple of times i don't know i know I, I, it's just it's it's the it's not the best time for it because uh you know we're like what for <laughs> a week away from the end of the season and you might not be the playoffs and jt will be a free agent and everything's fine and, and i'm yeah, and that's your point. Like that, you said it before, and it's them talking about the playoff rotation. It's them talking about getting productive years from JT when you might not make the playoffs. How is trading six over JT for if JT leaves, you get two years of JT and you don't make the playoffs in either of them, and one of them they're eight friggin' playoff teams, Jack? Like that's that that's bad? a disastrous trade. That's the definition of a well, disastrous well, trade. If that's the way it plays. Well, out. at least it. Didn't. Almost trade him for a closer. Oh, God. Well, uh, so uh, screw it. Let's just talk about that because Ken Rosendahl in his article uh, talking about GMs and, and we will get to some good news from Rosenthal in terms of the Klondike thing. But he talked about how essentially that the Mariners had their choice of whether they wanted to trade Edwin Diaz for Jared Kalinick, who's a, a great prospect, the top you know ten ish prospect in baseball from the Mets, or for Sixto Sanchez, and they chose Kalinick, but like the implication being that Matt Clentak was willing to give up Sixto for a closer, Jack, a closer, a closer. This guy. This guy. Get him away from my team. This guy. Get him away. Stop letting him control anything. I honestly want them to put a freeze on moves. I don't want them to allow, allow to do anything. Like I, 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 you know, I know they really there is a freeze on moves right now at this point. You know where we're at, but like, don't let him change the the art in in a office in the building. Like, don't let him make a single decision until he's out the door. Just ah. The guy was itching to trade the next Pedro for <laughs> closer. Oh for closer. This guy. This guy. Nothing wrong. Everything's fine. Yeah. He's a disaster. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, like I just, uh, yeah, again, can't wait for him to be gone. The only thing that concerns me, and I try not to think about it a lot because it sends me to a to a deep place. If 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 he brings if if John John. I beg of you, 
if you replace Mecklenzak with Dave Dombrowski, that they, there will be <laughs> like there will be riots in the streets. I I have no interest in Dave Dombrowski. Like just oh this is this is the the biggest thing I'm afraid of is. I, I don't even know if Dombrowski... I mean, Dombrowski would probably well, take any job, I he guess. Wouldn't, but like, he wouldn't... Like, if Dombrowski comes here, we don't have the assets to... Tr- like, Dombrowski likes I to know, come into a place that has prospects that he can trade. I know, you I know? know. But, but honestly, like, the thing that really scares me is I, I worry about a John Middleton overcorrection to the Clentac thing and being like, ah, oh, I don't want a Dartmouth. Uh, I want a baseball yeah. guy, like an old old school baseball yeah, guy. Super. Like, yes. Great. Yes, love love yes. that idea. Let's let's just What's Dave Stewart up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 Can we get Dave Stewart back? Let's do something stupid like that. So, hopefully uh, I, Dude, I could totally see that. That would not shock me in the least. I know. So, uh, uh, for, for as excited as I am for Macklin's era hopefully coming to an end. And I say hopefully because I think Maybe it was Gelb this week or something. Um, his contract is like going through 2022, and it terrifies me the idea of Middleton just not wanting to pay two GMs at the same time. And well, we we've never known it, John Middleton to be cheap in any arena or any. Oh uh, well, so. especially now that he's a, especially <laughs> now that he's apparently losing 145 million, which we're not even sure how true that is. That could just be. Him. Oh, I, I don't b- believe a word any of those owners said about any of the losses. Honestly, not a word. If if they were honest about that, they would have opened their books to the players. They didn't. So, like, they're clearly lying. But but to the point, let's let's hope that the counter is true because to Gelb's point there, we just mentioned it, but Rosenthal, this is what Rosenthal said in his piece about hot GMs on the hot seat. He said the Phillies ranked 7th in payroll – Yet for second, the second straight season are hovering around 500. Actually, they're at 500 right now, Keith, uh, Kev. Thank you, uh, Keith. Um, despite fielding rosters that included catcher J.T. Romito, right fielder Bryce Harper, and right-hander Aaron Nola, a deep, post, a deep run in the postseason might save Klentak, but how would that even be possible when the team's bullpen is the worst in the majors? I agree that there is no chance for a deep run because of the bullpen, but... Uh, does that make you feel any better? Do you think like, let's be real here. Let's, let's talk about, let's, let's live in your hopeful world that they make the playoffs, which again is, is certainly possible though. They are doing everything they can. Dude, you are, you are such, you are such a liar. You are such a liar. Like, like, we never lie to the high ups listeners. And I want you to stop being, I want you to stop lying right now. I told you as I watch the games, as I watch the games, I want them to win. So ultimately I want, if it's, but but I'm telling you, if you and again, we don't know. We don't know. All right. Of course, I would my I would love to have my cake and eat it too, and have them get in the first round and lose to the Dodgers or whatever, well, and just get to watch Phillies playoff baseball because that's fun. And Clentac goes. But if you're <laughs> saying to me, I have to make a hypothetical choice of I get to have the Phillies make the playoffs this year, or or Clentac goes, and I can't have both. I want Clintag gone more than I want them to make the yeah. playoffs, and it's not close. And, That's my point. And I and believe me, I totally agree. But you're, you're okay. telling me 
But next Wednesday, we got to we got to face the we got to face the Padres. We got F big game F. The Padres. How are we getting up well, to the five well, seed? You never know. This team can go on a run. We got one more run yeah. in us. Honestly, I don't so. I don't want them to get the five seed. Like I want them to get the the seven seed and face the Cubs. But yeah. oh, that little yeah. Jake Arrieta revenge game, game one. I mean, does that sound appetizing to you or no? It does not at all. Not at all. You actually cringed when you heard that idea because you knew that like maybe big game Girardi was thinking uh, about it. All right. Well, let's let's live it real quick. I want to ask you that same hypothetical, but but a different hypothetical, same type of hypothetical, but different slightly. In that, let's say they make the playoffs and they lose to the Cubs or they lose to the Braves or they lose to the Dodgers or whatever in the first round. Is Matt Klintak fired? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's not changing. I guess for me, that's not changing the fact that it's those. I think it's still the second worst bullpen in the history of baseball, a sport that's been around since eighteen what sixty. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 impressive. I mean, at it's some point you gotta beautiful. just laugh. I mean, like seriously, is it? I think 1883 is the first year. That well, that was Phillies yeah. No, the Phillies. Yeah. Well, hold on. So. Hey, in your in your lifetime, have you ever been more sure that runs were getting put on the board than when Heath Embry en- enters into a ball game? Oh, dude, honestly, so I I'll, I'll just get out of the way. When I was going to give you my two good things later, I was going to make a joke after and say I couldn't feel good about putting someone being hurt in my good section, but I'm so happy that that guy <laughs> is not pitching like get out of here i hate him like i hate him uh-huh. i hate watching him pitch he's worse than everyone it's unbelievable it's an honor in a way a dubious horrible honor but an honor to be the worst pitcher in the phillies bullpen and i think that heath Embry is and was the worst pitcher in the phillies bullpen <sighs> Listen, we're not including some of the guys who are like we're there no, for a couple no, outs no, early no, on. Like you no. know, worse. Just say it, say it with me. Worse than Pavetta. Just just worse than Pavetta. Was he uh-huh. was he not was he not worse than Pavetta? I mean seriously. He was yeah. Yeah. At least Pavetta gave you a shot. You know. Yeah. 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 This guy. This guy. This guy's ninety one. And boy, boy, you know, Joe G sure loves. Guys with some kind of track record, doesn't he? I mean, oh my god, it's brutal. Like again, this is what I was talking about last time with with Workman, and it's the same thing with Henry and Workman and all these guys. Like it's like, all right, we get it. Like these guys suck, suck. Give me more Connor Brogdon. Like give me more like, you know, young guys. Whatever. This sucks. Yeah. Well, actually, it. I mean, for any kind of silver lining, I guess you can take like. Brogdon's come back up and looked pretty good. Yeah, um, he's been look look very good. I've been impressed with Brogdon. The fact that he's up to what ninety five to ninety seven with really really good feel for a changeup. You know, I mean, our next Madsen's is starting to develop really well. Um, for next Madsen, <laughs> and I mean, JoJo's just such a. If only from your lips to God's ears, Jack. everything's gonna be fine. Honestly. I'll take a next Chad Durbin at this point. <laughs> yeah, he actually does have similar mechanics to Chad Durbin. I like that comp. Um, um, no, but I, like they've actually invested in the draft in some bullpen pieces the last couple of years. So, I mean, so like, like for example, like I saw today that Carson Ragsdale jumped into their top 30 uh, of prospects 
after Boehm graduated. I think Boehm graduated. Um, and I just think that guy's going to be a stud out of the pen. Um, Mitty Batansis. So I'm excited for him. There's They've, they've, they've drafted some interesting <laughs> arms in the last couple of years, and I'm excited Mini for him. Um, speaking of speaking of Alec, I don't know if you're going to get to this later, so I'm sorry for, for <laughs> sabotaging this. But like Alec Boehm uh, graduating officially in the Rookie of the Year hunt, you know, I, I think I think Jay Cronenworth is really good, um, but I mean, Bo- I think I think too many people are are writing off Alec Bohm's chances of of winning this thing. I mean, he had he, he had either the first or the second most hits in the National League this month. He batted over four hundred. I mean, he's batting like three thirty something on the season. Yeah, 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 and he's had big hits, yeah. big moments, and he's batting third in the lineup right now. Uh, it's great, as well he should be. He's, it's amazing. It's glorious. Sh- yes, that was my other thing. Feel, so. Oh, nice. I love taking everything that you planned before this podcast. Uh, yeah. In the middle so of my, it. my, I was gonna try my 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 two good things were Alec Bohm, like as a real thing, like as a real. Like we always talk about here, but it just every game you watch, it just gets confirmed that we're going to be watching this guy get big hits, hopefully for the next decade here or more. Like he's he's freaking awesome, and Naffy man, I love Andrew Knapp. I, I am I am so like uh, he's like a top three one up in a big spot guy for me right now. Oh, what like, a nightmare! <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Andrew Knapp. At least I know I'm going to get a bat from him. At least I know he's going to do whatever it takes to get on base or poke a ball somewhere or whatever. I mean, he is good at bats. I mean, and to the point of like Romuto being out for 11 straight games, like Knapp has stepped in and like. You know, it hasn't just been a mirage of of small playing time. Like he's still batting like three ten or something. Like he's doing great. Love that. Love, love, love that guy. Love him. Who needs JT? We got Andrew Knapp. Don't say that too loud. Clentac might get an idea. I mean, you know, he uh, seriously might. But and you have you Jack, have. Oh my God! Uh, they're they're gonna let JT. No, walk. I, they're I, not. I've been very confident that he would be back here just because he means more to the Phillies than anyone. I've said this to you many times. But like, man, I, I, this just all is starting to feel like the, the Phillies don't know what they're doing and that someone like Steve Cohen's going to swoop in and just, you know, outflank them. So I, I still, I still think he's going to be here, but I do too, like, again, I wouldn't bet. I would still, if I had to bet on a team, it would be the Phillies, but I don't know, man. I'm just losing faith in this organization. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I I get it. It's just uh, JT them letting JT walk. Um, Catastrophic. Well, that and like it would just, you know, I've just been, I I just get beaten down by all the like older generation of people that like love to just harp on negative Phillies all the time. And like, listen, I, I, I get being a negative on the Phillies. There's just some people are negative all the time on the Phillies, but like, this would be, this would be, this would letting JT roll me to walk would age me like 20 years. Like, honestly, like, uh. I would go from a, a 26 year old with a lot of hope and, and, you know, I've been running almost every day, so could be in great shape soon. Um, you know, just, just filled with hopes and dreams and uh, dude, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna let JT walk, you may as well try and trade Harper and and rebuild. 
I mean, right? Uh, well, I, unless you like are gonna go sign like George Springer or something. So, yeah. So, and even then, like, yes, George Springer. But does George Springer make the same type of impact for this team as Romito? I don't think so. Um, maybe. You know. You know. I maybe. I mean, I don't obviously just, a better bat, a better bat. But I mean, look, maybe you can go out and sign. You have to. I mean, he would. Uh, Middleton would have to. You know, I don't know. Spend a bunch of money to make this team relevant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's bad. It's they've put themselves in a bad spot. And I agree. If you sign JT, look, we've talked about it. If you sign JT and build a competent bullpen, then all of a sudden, you know, if you have a, a season of some health and you don't keep losing guys and all that, like you could be in a nice spot because again, this offense can rake. And like like you've said, like I don't think they're like way far away. This group of guys, this you know, outside of the again historically bad bullpen. Um, they're not that far off. It's just that I, the problem is until Matt Clintock is gone and until John Middleton is, you know, not so involved and who knows if that's ever going to happen, but it just feels like rudderless. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and honestly, (laughs) honestly, like just fall in line with everyone else in the city. I mean, it's like no one really feels like they have like the, the the weird part about the Phillies is that like I agree they're they're rudderless but they're the one team that can kind of spend their way out of it you know and it just if, if you can just develop and I know it's such a big ask you know asking a team to draft and develop guys but like <laughs> what <am> I... <laughs> I know it sounds like yeah it's really asking a lot for, to, for for them to do what they're supposed to do well, well. yeah I agree. yeah I agree, Jack. It, I agree. yeah but like if you can draft if you can draft and develop and like, there's studs all over the draft if you can just freaking sign jt i would love to resign dd i i i don't know how here's the thing i want to resign dd i i get it but if you re-sign JT, you probably want to re-sign one more starter, and I don't know James, like a whole new bullpen. Um, like, well, that's the thing is like like Middleton's got to be willing. To he's go got to like it, listen. If you didn't want to go over this year, I guess it's fine. I I, I only if you're gonna like go over yeah, like now. it's like and, it's we, I feel like we maybe s- not even just that first round like the forty million over like go deep into the tax pay the ten million dollar fine or whatever pocket change it is for you like oh my god I I, I Jack it's a travesty <laughs> honestly honestly and I I don't want to reveal my whole off season plan but I I I I I came up with the first thing I would do. And I, I feel like I'm just gonna I'll just get it out of the way now. <laughs> like just just there's there's no cap there's no salary cap on front office moves. Go send a blank check to Eric Neander and let him yep. and let him be your president yep. and let him be give him give him the Friedman role. I mean Friedman, this is the the exact situation that Andrew Friedman was in. And it was go to a big market team and become their president and and president and GM and whatnot. And, you know, I kind of flow this idea by a couple of people and they're like, well, why do you take the Phillies job? And, you know, I'm sure he's been offered this kind of position before. 
But I was, but my counter to that was, what was the big market team that has the payroll that the Phillies have, the resources the Phillies had that has really been available? And the one that came to mind for me was the Red Sox. But here's the thing: if you're taking on the Red Sox, you're taking over a team that was shedding payroll, that you had to trade Mookie Betts the first, the second you got there, and you were entering into a rebuild. What's another big market team that has the payroll the Phillies had that had the, you know? the makings of a core that was ready to be taken over and taken to the next level. Like it, it just hasn't really come up. Um, so, well, and I would add to your point, you know, the, the way you get that, like to the people who ask, why would Neander come here? Just give him a butt ton of money. Like give him as much money as it takes to get him to come here. Like Jack just said, there is no cap on it. So say, all right, Eric, what is your price? What do you need to come here and give him that? That's how. Right. And I just think that if like, if you really want to win, it's not about spending money. And I know a lot of people like to say it's about spending money. If you really, really want to win, you got to get the right guy in the GM position that can draft, develop, and know what he's looking at. Like that's the only way you're really, really, really going to win. And, that's what all the great teams in baseball have. They're not going out and buying world championships. They're not. It's all been no. draft, develop, smart trades, finding steals, you know, the like a Max Muncy signing, you know, th- like things like that that have gotten these teams over the hump. Eric Neander, their payroll every year is what, a hundred billion at the most? Like the, oh, less a lot of years. I mean, the, the point is, it's it's thirtieth. It's last yeah, every yeah, single year. Yeah, yeah. And imagine giving that guy the Phillies payroll. So, so all the only thing I want them to do is just say whatever it takes, come here and just do what you did with the Rays. Like that's the only way this team is going to consistently, consistently win. And then after that. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll find another GM candidate. There's there's some really really interesting ones, um, but like John, just just step up, blank check, whatever it takes. Go get Eric Neander. Like that's the guy. I mean, if you if you want to put on your big boy pants and try to compete at a high level for a long time, go get the guy that's built the team that has the most wins in baseball with the least with the, with the least highest payroll in baseball consistently consistently too it's not just a a one-year aberration that's how you're going to consistently win i mean that's like for for as excited as we were about bryce and you know girardi and all these like on the field moves i mean eric neander would be bigger than all of them Uh, not even close not even close like it's not it's like light years right and and i know i'm saying that like i'm stating the obvious but it's literally that important like eric neander is the only thing that matters Go go do whatever it takes to get him here. Do whatever it takes. And as I'm sure the High Hopes listeners know, when 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 we as a podcast go all in, we go all in. And this is not stopping anytime soon. Every time you tune in to a new High Hopes episode, it is going to be two things. It is going to be fire Mac Lenzak and yes. send a blank check to Eric Neander. Yes. Cosign. Jack didn't even run this by me. I'm all in on it. Uh, it's the best idea I've heard. It, it, just go get the guy. Go get the guy who's already doing it. The guy who's showing you do it with so much less money. And again, we saw what happened with Friedman. It's a perfect comp. Like he left there, he went to the Dodgers, and now, oh, look at what the Dodgers are. Look at what they do every year. They're just a freaking 
powerhouse because not only is Andrew Friedman still doing the really smart things that he did with the Rays, like Jack said, the drafting, the developing, the smart trades, the finding market inefficiencies, all that type of stuff, but he's doing it with, you know, eight times the payroll he used to have, 10 times whatever, you know, all this different stuff. Like, so it's, uh, or maybe not quite that, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's four times the payroll he used to have. Like, all this, it's ridiculous. So um, go get Eric Nierner. That makes all the sense. Our official high ups position. Fire Matt Klintak. Hire Eric Neander. Obviously, the first one is most important, and and that needs to happen. Then we'll worry about the sec. But uh, I, I'm I'm very with you, Jack. Um, I gotta. I can't believe that. And look, I we're that's very firm. I think we've laid out our position there, and I think I'm sure people, if people are still listening, and if you are, we love you. Thank you. Uh, after us, you know, kind of yet again bitching about Matt Clintac because I hate him and want him gone and you hit on it it's so important it's the most important thing in the franchise but i want to talk about something else and and have a little fun because uh, i can't believe we're 34 minutes into the pod i thought this pod might be half matt clentag half bryce harper for you oh what what am i upset with bryce a little bit (sighs) yeah honestly i've never i've never been I've never been so upset with Bryce than the the stunt that he's pulled the last two days. Um, and it, and for those of you that w- were watching the the sham of an Eagles game yesterday, and we're not locked in on the Phillies, it was the seventh inning, and they had the bases loaded. I think one out, no outs, and Bryce struck out instead of doing a job and trying to make it a little bit of a tighter ball game and, and all that good stuff. And the second he gets off the field, he just goes to Girardi and, and says like, ah, tweak something, I'm out or whatever. And, and packs up his whole entire bag and walks to the clubhouse and just leaves his team hanging. Um, and then in the ninth inning comes up with a runner on and it would have been nice to have Bryce Harper there to, uh, you know, step up for the team and, and, and whatnot. And I just think it's I just think it's a total embarrassment to the sport what Bryce did. Um, this is a, like whether or not you believe this is a a playoff run or whatever, it's technically a playoff run. And and this team needed Bryce to be there. And either you're so hurt that you can't hit and you can't be in the field and you're done. Or get out there and play. Like get out there and play. It, it is. It is your. It is your job. You out there is better than anyone else on the team for the most part. Like it, it is. It you you cannot just tap out of a play of a, basically a playoff game in in a playoff stretch because of a, a little tweak and then be back in the lineup tonight and be terrible again. Like. Either you're hurt, either you're hurt and you can't play and you're going to hurt the team that way or get out there and play. But to pull yourself, to pull yourself from a game because you struck out with the bases loaded is totally embarrassing. It is totally embarrassing. It is not Philly. And he is lucky. He is lucky that the Eagles lost yesterday because he would be getting torched for, for what he did. Because that was that was one of the most embarrassing acts I've seen from a Phillies player in my entire life. And I have not gotten over it. 
it, and honestly, I, I can't believe more people aren't aren't worked up about it. Like it was for as close as we've been to a must win or a playoff game or whatnot. All of these games matter, and to make that moment about you drives me nuts. It, it drives me nuts. This is all of these games matter. All of these games matter, and. I just, it was so, it just looked like he had struck out in a big moment. He was embarrassed and he's going to take his ball and go home, and go home. And I was, I was very, very disappointed in Bryce and I am still disappointed in Bryce and it's going to take me a little while to get over this one. Yeah. Look, especially when you're the leader of the team, especially when JT Romito's not out there. Like, I mean, like those guys are looking at you. You know, you're the dude, man. You're the guy. They're looking at you. And and I think if, you know, if, if people haven't seen it, the, the, there's a gif going around of Joe Girardi's reaction when Harper told him he was done. And Girardi's, like, basically, like, what that bleep are you? Like, what? Like, what is happening? Like, you could just see the, the shock and surprise in Girardi's face. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, – it's disappointing. And, again, I think – Look, we and we've talked about it here on this pod, you know, that there have been times over this stretch, and granted, he got a little hot uh, the last week, you know, or so. He's he's kind of turning it around a little bit and all that. Um, but, you know, obviously that, like, month-long or whatever just disastrous cold stretch he had, like, he was starting to show bad body language, starting to, you know, we talked about him not running that ball out to first, and, like, Things that we haven't seen since he's been here. You know, that's the one thing is is even people who were critical of his first half last year, this or that or whatever, like, like no one could say a bad word about his effort, about his attitude, about his defense, about his concentration, his focus, all these types of things, you know. And this year we've seen kind of for the first time some of those examples of, of the, the other side of Bryce Harper a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it it just seems, and the thing that frustrates me the most is that it feels like he's making his struggles all about him, and it's it's not helping the team. And what we saw last year when he struggled was he was still giving it all and grinding and making great plays in the field and and all that. And this year, it's like I'm struggling, I'm pouting, and if I'm not doing well, I don't care if the team does well. Like he's making it all about Bryce this year, which is not something that I think constitutes towards um, you know long-term winning, and because it, it needs to be about the team, it needs to be about the Phillies, and it, it can't just be it can't just be about Bryce having a big year and the Phillies being good. If the Phillies are good and Bryce doesn't have a big year, like so what? I mean, the the, the Phillies are good, so that's all that should matter. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was just disappointing. And then tonight he goes out again and is terrible and strikes out a couple times and some key moments. And, and again, it just looks like he's doing a lot of woe is me. And it's just, uh, yeah, pulling, pulling yourself, pulling yourself from a game with a, an injury, like not a super serious injury that could cause you to miss a couple of days in the seventh inning of a game where you might need you in the ninth. Just didn't sit well with me. Just did not sit well with me at all. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, before we get to your note bag, uh, last thing 
for me, uh, and maybe this was in your note bag, note bag, but uh, again, for a lot of people who didn't get to watch the game for, you know, another horrible game, uh, how Medina look to you? So um, Medina is going to be a guy that, uh, like, he just needs to use his legs more. He's very stationary and stiff and... Uh, I feel like there's I feel like there's a lot more in there for him because the arm has a, uh, it's pretty good arm action. Um, I was expecting more like 95, not 92. Um, the curveball I thought was pretty wicked. I think he has a good feel for a changeup, but he's if he wants to ever reach uh, real levels in, the, in in Major League Baseball, I mean he's got to learn to use his legs more. It's very just kind of arm and 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 stuff like that. So I just, um, I, I, I saw some things I liked. I thought his, I thought his, uh, command got a lot better as the game went on, but until he really shows that he can become more explosive with his, with his bottom half, I, I can't really fully buy into him, but you know, I mean, there's, there's some, some legitimate stuff there and it's crazy. Like three years ago he was ahead of six on on the prospect countdown and stuff that is, it's crazy to think about yeah yeah and and he's kind of his growth just has not progressed and i just the frustrating thing with him is that you see like ramon rosso and you see jojo romero going to use the driveline guys out in seattle and using the resources the phillies have and they've both taken like all both of their stuff has just gone to a different level brogdon same kind of thing i mean he was not 96 a year ago so it i feel like if medina kind of bought into what they are preaching in the minor league system when it, from a pitching philosophy standpoint uh there, there could be a, a mid-rotation starter there but until he really uses his legs and becomes more explosive and gets the ball to jump out of his hands. I, I'm not there yet. Uh, but it was, he, I showed, he showed some stuff and I thought his command got decent uh, as the game went on, but that's the crazy thing. It's like, <laughs> we're starting at Donuts Medina in the, in the week before the playoffs start and oh, where you haven't even clinched a spot. Like, man, they've just been, they've been ravaged yeah, here. Yeah, it's brutal. And we talked about it. Like, they actually had a lot of injury luck early in the season, and I, and I thought Joe Girardi deserved some credit for, you know, kind of not pitching starters too deep and all that. But, I mean, they're just getting killed right now, and it's just what it is. But, I mean, Howard, Arietta, Hoskins, I mean – Whatever is going on with Harper, if he is hurt or not, Romuto again. Eleven straight games are Romuto. I don't think we've kind of made a big enough deal about that. Like they're they're in a playoff push, and Romuto's just been out eleven straight games. Um, all right, what do you got in your note bag, Jack? All right, let's see what we got here. Um, has this has this season felt way longer than sixty games? Oh my god, it's felt like a hundred. It's felt like a normal season just because of this bullpen and every because every night you feel like you're watching two games, like the first game before the bullpen and then the after game, which is the you know the the crap one with the bullpen. It's been it's been mentally draining this season. Yeah, I mean, and then also a lot of days where we have like a lot of double headers, yeah. a lot of like days in a row with baseball you know it's just been like a lot yeah and it's been like it's been <laughs> i don't know it feels like they fit 162 of pain into 60 games oh buddy did that. yeah i mean it's crazy it's only really been 50 53 games ish um it's well they're 27 and 27 so 54 games. i mean it feels like they've played at least 100 <laughs> 
Oh, big time, buddy. Big At time. At least 100. At least 100. It doesn't seem possible to have this many gut punch, horrible losses in this few amount of games. And I don't, I'm just glad the record books are going to show that they have the second worst bullpen ever in a, in a shortened season. It makes, at least it wasn't a full season, right? You know, at least it wasn't. Yeah, because it seems like it, it would get a lot better over 162. Well, they're just finding their stride. I mean, you could argue it would get worse as these guys wear down and injuries, and uh, it, it might be worse. Yeah, don't let the fills get hot. Um... <laughs> no, no one is. Don't worry. You don't. All I'm saying is you don't want to see this team in the postseason. You got Wheeler, Nola, Big Game F, and then okay. and then that that lineup. Big Game F. I like that. That lineup. Listen, if, if that fraud James Shields can have a big game nickname, I think anyone can have a big game. Yeah, nickname. it's fair. I think it's very fair. Who who? I shall now go by Big Game James on this podcast. Who was James Shields traded for? Fernando Tatis Jr. Who is single-handedly Whoops. tanking my, my fantasy baseball season. If Fernando Tatis could figure it out a little bit and get back to the guy that uh, was the NL MVP for most of the season, that'd be great. But Wow. Yeah. Complaining about I know. I know. Fernando Tatis. What a, what a, what a first-world problem that is. It's, it, Complain, Fernando Tatis, who has been an MVP candidate for most of the season, you're actually ripping him. You should be grateful to that guy for everything he's given you. Hey, you are such a a fickle fantasy owner, Jeff. Hey, I'm, it's a what have you done for me lately, Leak? Yeah, oh I don't. Even, I don't even enjoy. I don't even enjoy owning Trout because it's like it's like oh, it's a it's a one for four at the homer tonight. Sweet, cool, whatever. <laughs> Wow, these are yeah. I like that you save the the sweet fantasy baseball takes for the end of the pod here. This is good. Yeah, well, I I honestly might be the best. I might. No one finds better pitching talent than I do in fantasy baseball. If anyone ever, I have one buddy who I would I would put you up against. No, you no no you don't no you don't no you wouldn't. Okay. No, you All wouldn't. Right, I drafted I drafted Nelson Lament this year. I picked Corbin Burns up for a second off the waiver wire. I mean, come on. Let's 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 this is the big league, son. I mean, I don't oh, really? No no disrespect to your friend, but all I do is win fantasy wow. baseball championships. You gotta let the big dog Exactly. Hunt, that's, um, that's, that's what I always say. Um can 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 freaking Scott Kingery throw the ball from second base to, to first base? Oh god, I can't I don't I dude, I can't even do Kingery's gonna be fine. I hope everyone calms down. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. Okay. No, he's gonna be fine. I promise you, he's gonna be fine. It, it, cool. They, they, there was some stuff going on with his swing that he he needed to get corrected, and they they're getting him back on the the right path with 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 Scotty. Scotty jetpacks more talent than than Dustin Pedroia. Um, I can't believe they're talking about the playoff rotation when they haven't made the playoffs yet. I think we've talked about that enough, but. I just it's pretty embarrassing. Man. I would just like to get it out there one more time that a team that has not made the playoffs in nine years, uh, who came out with a lifeless performance tonight, spent the whole pregame show talking about their playoff rotation, which is great. Super. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're focusing on the important things rather than winning baseball. Uh, but that's that's my baseball team. Yep. And I guess the final thing is, like, I feel like to, to keep ourselves sane and happy and just for a reason to wake up every morning, even though, again, they might make the playoffs this week, um, to James's dismay, uh, <laughs> because James hates playoff baseball. He 
Yes, Let that go yeah, on the record. Like, yes. Is whoever. Uh, Jack, I'm trying to not be selfish and care about what I want and think about the greater good for our team. Okay. All right, pal. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Eric Nander is on his way. <laughs> but. Please. Uh, flank check. I, I really like. Can we give him Harper's money? I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, didn't wasn't that one of the hypotheticals? Would you rather have the Rays front office uh, or Bryce Harper? Yeah, and we said the we it wasn't even close right. for us. Um, but uh, two things actually. So Moniac obviously came up, friend of the podcast, our guy Mickey Moniac, and honestly surprised at how well his at bats have looked. Had some good at bats. Yeah, I mean he was not a big walk guy in the minor leagues, but he's worked really hard on. Uh, pitch recognition and it seems like it's kind of paying off a little bit i mean he hits the balls hard i mean had a single tonight had his first day was it pretty hard um seems like he's just sad late on 97 which is uh understandable but you know overall I'm, I'm interested to see more from from mick and uh that's interesting and then the last thing was like boom and the situational hitting like what was it saturday where uh, he, he hits the ball to the right side and and he forces a tough play, and and Bryce scores, and they tie the game up, and end up winning that game. And like that's that's baseball, you know. It's like there's an open spot in the field, and if you're not gonna hit a dinger and drive the ball to the outfield, at least do a job and and hit it where they ain't. And and that's something that is so impressive about Alec Bohm, and he's just gonna drive in a lot of RBI every year because he just hits them where they ain't. And it was a small little piece. It was a small little kind of insignificant moment. But it was a moment that just showed that he's different. And he is going to be a force for a long, long time. And sure, the Braves might have had Freddie Freeman for the last decade. But guess what? The 2020s are Alec Bums. (laughs) The 2020s are Alec Bums, babies. And everything is going to be fine. So uh, I love situational hitting. I love baseball being played by alec bohm and screw it make the playoffs and still fire clintac fire clintac that is all that matters and and again alec bohm and andrew knapp let's not forget great nappy and and don't ever besmirch andrew i will never allow it never on this podcast where andrew knapp's name be said in any sort of vein or taken in any sort of vein because because we love you andrew um yeah that's where it's at um, and just right. know and just know that james is rooting against this team every night <laughs> yes and does yes, not want yes. you to watch playoff nola fire eric uh, fire, fire eric neander fire sign eric neander make the playoffs He's Fred some South and we'll see you later. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 